Well, we're glad you're with us today, and uh, you know we're going to continue the series about a king and his kingdom, and we're going to look at, uh, again at the Christmas story today. We're going to look at uh, Matthew in chapter one. Matthew chapter one. If you're visiting with us, don't forget uh, we've got our Christmas Eve service and uh, at 6 o'clock. We'll be out here by 7, and uh, you can be with your family. It's just a great time. We have a candlelight service, and uh, again, it's just a great time we have together. So make sure that you uh, bring somebody with you. It's a great time. Other than Easter, it's the easiest time of year to invite somebody. So let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Lord, at this time of year, that we have hope. Father, I know that there's so many that have walked in here today that maybe you're confused, and maybe you're not sure what's going on in their life. And Jesus, it's, <clears throat> we know where that's from. You're not the author of confusion. So we pray today that as we look at you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, your kingdom <clears throat> that lasts forever, the Lord, to know what we know, not what we see. Father, we'll just be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I kind of had uh, no experience this week I want to share with you about. I, uh, you know, I can't believe, you know, let alone I'm a grandfather, but I'm going to be a grandfather five times here coming up. It's like, what happened to me? I, I don't think I'm old. I'm old, but I don't think I'm old. But anyway, so... So I've got these slippers, all right, and they're, they're animal slippers. You know, I had them when I had my foster son, you know, so I thought this would be really cool. You, know, you always know when, a, when another baby is, comes in the house, you try and do something for the older child, you know. So I'm thinking of, of Alexis has just had another child, okay. So I'm thinking of Philip, who's older now, is a little over two years old, and so I thought, you know, because I just grabbed those slippers. They said, they're really cool. There's big, big oversized animal slippers. And I thought, you know, this would be good. I threw them in an old Amazon box. I went up to her house. And so I walk in. You know, I think, oh, this is going to be this is gonna be cool. Again, this is the first experience for me. Not sure, you know, what's going on. You know, how, what to get, what not to get, whatever. So he's so excited. You know, I give him the box. And he, and he looks in the box. And he sees those animal slippers, you know. He just throws them out of the box. And he looks down the box if there's something else in there. <laughs> and he looks up at me like this. He goes, oh, Papa. And I'm like, no, no, what did I do? I'm like, I got to fix this. I got to fix this. So this is not good. This is not, I'm looking bad, okay? So uh, I thought for sure this would be good. So anyways, Alexis can't get out and, and everything that's going on, Phil's working late. So um, so I said, Dad, can you go up to the grocery store with me? I'm out of uh, diapers, and can you just do that? I said, yeah, of course. That's what I'm up here for. Right? So I go, i got to fix this, you know. So I go up, and I go, hey, do you need toys here? You know, my giant. And she goes, yeah, yeah, they're over there. And then. So I start grabbing some different toys and teddy bears, all this stuff. You know, i got to get this right. Then all of a sudden, it dawned on me, again, new experience, that when I'm getting him something because of Facebook and Snapchat and all the different things, you know, are, are the other grandkids going to see, you know, 
what I'm getting here. So I said, at one other teddy bear, I've got to get two more. So I got three teddy bears, and I got all these toys. I go up, and I'm like, she goes, that'll be, you know, she gives me a price. I go, oh, man. I go, hold on just a second. So I took a couple things out, and I said, all right, all right, so we're good. I go back. I got all these toys. Everything's good. Okay, so here, here's what I'm getting at. We all have experiences to where we go into them. And it turns out to be something totally opposite of what we think. And in many ways, that's your experience or mine in life. We get disappointed because we think it's supposed to be one way when it ends up being another way. And human nature, we are let down. You know, as we read the Christmas stories of different narratives and we're doing a four-part series, I wanted to look at Joseph today. And the reason being, we look, oh, this is great, and Joseph has a dream, everything's good, and, you know, it's all great. Now he knows, and, you know, Mary, you know, the, his wife is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Everything's good, and it's good, and it's all good. That's not how it was. He thought he was going into a situation and that he was going to marry this incredible young lady it's almost like this. Well, first let's read the story. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with the child, the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being, here's the key, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. While he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. As we look at the message today, I want you to know this. It's not what you think. It's what you know. It's not what you think. It's what you know. Because see, in your life right now, you might be experiencing something that you're confused. Jesus tells us he is not the author of confusion. The devil is the author of confusion. Well, you and I think... Something is that we go into the situation, all of a sudden it turns and it begins to be something else. In other words, take Joseph's example. He's excited, finally the woman of his life and probably, I don't know, at that time of, of year, thousands of years ago, probably in their late teens, maybe teenagers. And he finds out that she's pregnant. Now I want us to look at this for a minute. Everyone in his situation, everyone that is in that situation around him, friends, family member, everyone involved is saying, what are you doing? You're going to marry her after this? What did he have to go on? What did he have to go on? Everyone in his circle of family and friends were telling him, this is wrong. This is not your fault. This 
is something that you need to get away from. What stopped him from doing it? Why was he able to make a decision that was the right decision, even though what he was thinking, but he had a belief system that kept him straight? That's you and I today. That's what I want you to know today. It's not what you know about what you're going through. It's what you believe in. See, because what you're thinking today, and if you're going through something difficult and you're trying to figure it out, you're confused. But what you know in your belief system is not emotion. You're not tied to it in any way. Your belief system is right here. And as God tells us in his word, he is not the author of confusion. As he tells us in his word, he's going to give us direction. When you and I are in a situation such as Joseph, there's pressure. Everyone around us is telling us, you need to do it this way. How are we going to know to make the right decision? Let's look to the book of Ephesians and let's see into God's kingdom. Let's look into the kingdom of Jesus because it's a kingdom that's not of this world. Did you think about that today? As you walked in that door, did you think about you are part of a kingdom that is not of this world? You have the advantage to see into a world that no one else around you in the secular place that we live in called earth sees it your way. But God gives you an insight. How does he do that? What happens if we're willing and we can make the right decision in the midst of so much turmoil, so much pressure Joseph had? It says this, Joseph was a just man. You know, there's only one other time that Joseph's in the Bible, one other time when Jesus was, was getting to be more of a teenager, a young man. This is really it. We don't know much about Joseph at all. All we know is he did what was right because he was a just man. What is that? It was because, not of this thought process, it was because of what he knew and believed in. It was his faith. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17. Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to read a few verses. This is us today. This is you if you're confused in your situation. And everyone else around you is confusing you even more. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in what? In the knowledge of him. Here's the key. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, you have a hope. You have a future. And the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is the exceedingly greatness of his power towards us here, here it is. Who believe? Are you willing in your situation today, in my, are you willing to believe that God knows what's going on and he's going to show you what to do? Or are you going to be confused by everyone around you and all the things that you're hearing to make that decision? 
by his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. When we start to look at that verse, it says he has given. It is amazing. You don't have to work. You don't have to work it. You know, you know some people in life that, that, that it's hard because human nature, we need to get out in front of things and we know we've got to do that. But they're constantly working it. And, and we know that if we're, if we're out there trying to do that, and the Lord says, wait a minute, are you going to give me room? Are you going to take a deep breath? Are you going to let me do it? As a matter of fact, he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to so do it for you. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you the spirit of wisdom that you need right now in your situation. Many, many times, hundreds of times, I've been in the hospital, very tragic situations. The doctors and the nurses are there. And I love the doctors and I love nurses and I'm so thankful for the, the mind and the, what, the craft, the, the ability that they have to do what they do. But I always go with the, the person or the persons outside the room. I'm going to say, I want you to pull your emotion out of this right now. And no matter what we hear, what you hear could happen. But what you hear, I want you to pull out and know God is in control. He is a great physician. And I want you to go off of and have faith off of what you believe. Take a deep breath and ask him. See, because if he is this kingdom, this vast universe, and he is the king of it. And we know that he is. And he says, I'm going to give you this spirit of wisdom. Not, then, then what's the catalyst? The catalyst of that is saying through his death and his resurrection that we have this mighty power that works within us. He said, well, Dallas, how am I going to know what to do? He is already in you. That's how you're going to know. The power of the Holy Spirit which Jesus has given you, the day that you accepted him as your savior, is going to guide you in all truth. The devil will lie to you about everything that's going on in your life. See, because we have an inheritance, that's what it says in that verse. Do you know when you have an inheritance, someone had to die? Jesus has already done that. But what if Joseph would have gone another way? Where would we be today? I don't know. But the reason he made the right decision in the middle of a pressured situation is because he was a just man. It's not complicated. We at, the, at City Church call it grace. See, we back up from the Lord many, many times because we don't go before him because we think I've done this or I've done this and I haven't come before him like I should and I need to be in the word morning. You're his child. You're a part of his kingdom. And he wants to hear from you. And anything that you need today, right now, anything that you need, he's willing to give to you. See, we make decisions in this life off of love or we make them off of fear. 
Joseph was afraid. Mary was afraid. But then they pulled back and they realized who was in control. I want you to know today, in the midst of this time where so much emotion comes in all of our lives, that God is in control. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and we are part of his kingdom. And he tells us in his word the same as Joseph, that Joseph was able to put away everyone around him that told him, no, don't do this. And he was able to say, I know this is of God. I know this is of the Lord. And I'm going to go this way. Is that us today? The spirit of wisdom that he gives us is, you know what, for everybody here, this is what's so great. You're his child. All of us have something different that we need today. And he wants to give you that. And he wants to give you wisdom for your situation that's completely different from the person that's sitting next to you. And we're all his children. We're a part of this unbelievable kingdom that he's given us that lasts forever. Jesus said when he stood before Pilate, my warriors are not going to come fight right now because my kingdom is not of this world. What you and I have today is a part of a spiritual kingdom that we can see into that no one else can that's not a believer. What God wants you to be able to do is this, that's found, which we call in the Lord's Prayer, in Matthew in chapter 6, and let me just read one of the verses of that prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, I want us to read verse 10. You can look at it if you see it up there on the screen. I want you to read it with me. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Say it again. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, when people are going through something different, what do we focus on? Of course we want to focus on heaven. But God wants you to bring heaven into this earth. Thy kingdom come, Thy kingdom, we're a part of his kingdom. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I've never seen a time when I talk with other pastors in ministry to where we see the complexities of life. And we see the struggles of what so many are going through. But we have the privilege of knowing that we're part of a kingdom that we can pull heaven down to this earth and we can live as the God says his kingdom is righteousness and peace and joy Joseph made that decision out of his reservoir of belief I want you to know today whatever you're going through in the decision or decisions that you need to make you'll make the right decision. And as you heard, as you go through whatever it might be going, you're going through, he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. You're part of my kingdom. 
You know, I've truly been blessed the last several years of City Church, but there was a time. Wow, I see people, people look at uh, <laughs> me now and they forget. I haven't forgotten, but they forget the darkness. They just see this and they see what's happening. And But God sees where you're at right now. And he was with me right then and he is with me now. And what you're facing right now, it doesn't change his position at all. He's still there. No matter it's dark or no matter it's light, he's still there. I grew up in an airplane with my father. My father being a pilot, and he was a pastor, so we flew all over the country in different mission fields through the Lawson Foundation, which is a foundation that bought the, the plane because my dad was a pilot. He knew if my dad could get to all these other places sooner, then he did that. So we did. And, and we would fly to all these places. I'll never forget when it was always dark, cloudy out. And he would say, and we're getting ready to take off, and he says, right through there is where we're going. It was completely cloudy, but there was a little, there's just a little hole up there in the clouds. He says, we're going to go right through there. And as we took off and we took in that little twin-engine Aztec and we took off and the plane took off and we flew, and as we got through that little hole in the clouds, it was completely light. The sun was there. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The brightness of all eternity you can bring down into this life because of your Savior, Jesus Christ. In the midst of the darkness of what you go through, when we're part of his kingdom, he's going to give you the decisions that you need to make. He's not going to confuse you. But we have to be willing, as we leave here today, am I going to be willing to believe what I know to be true, or I'm going to let everybody else or this society or my own thought process make my decision? Or am I going to so trust Jesus as my Savior? And here it is. That I'm not going to get bitter, or that I'm not going to get angry, or I'm not going to walk away from the Lord. And saying, why did you do this? When all the while it was the devil. Let me close with this. You know, uh, Pastor Ernie, who is one of our associates, you know, uh, known Ernie since I was 15. 14, really. And, uh, and then we worked at a large church together. He was like really my right-hand man, if you want to say that, and just such a blessing to me and gave me so much counsel, I looked at him as a mentor. And he and Carol started dating when they were in high school and uh, married, I don't know, 50 years, something like that. Carol, cancer. And struggled with it for years and never really complained, and, uh, and she passed away. She went home to be with Jesus. Now, do I understand that? No. I have to go on 
what I know to be true. And that's this book. That's God's word. And through the power of the Holy Spirit's within me, and I pick up his word that I know is true, that he speaks to me, and he gives me answers. And even if I don't have the answers, he gives me such peace to stay the journey. I saw the last few years of Ernie just struggle, really struggle. And we would get together, and probably a year ago, or so, I didn't know if he was going to make it. I can talk today about this because he's not here. You're going to laugh. And see, there's joy in here. And you know why. There's sorrow for a while, but there's joy that comes in the morning. And, you know, he was really, really hurting, and I didn't know what to do except to be there for him. And so I was, and those around him. And then the Lord brought an incredible lady into his night life, Judy, and who loves Jesus. And, uh, you know, three years or over three years now since the Lord has taken care of home, and they started dating, and I was able to conduct their wedding this weekend. Now, who would have even thought that? Would have Ernie have thought that a while ago? As Carol told me before he passed, she passed away, Ernie, I know you. We've been together all these years. I, I, I want you to find someone. And he would tell me that many times in the midst of his grief. But he trusted the path of Jesus. He trusted to stay on the king's highway. He trusted knowing that no matter what he felt, what he was going through, not, here it is, not to make a stupid decision. And we're all capable of it. He stayed faithful. And God has blessed his life. Now, let me say this and I'll close. That path, that's not for everybody. Your path is different. What you're going through is different. What your circumstance is different. But you're no more of a child of the king than Ernie is or me. We're all part of that kingdom. And God says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. In other words, we can pull heaven down into this earth. You can have joy and peace today in the midst of what you go through. And to know that I don't understand all of it, but to know that, that it's not from Jesus, this suffering and this hurt and all these things that we go through in this life. Know that Jesus is there to take you along this journey. And he's going to give you Today, just what you need for today. His grace is sufficient. And in that verse, it means it's sufficient and overflowing just for today. Not for tomorrow. It's sufficient and overflowing right now. We say every week, 
The Lord brought you this congregation. It's here today. It's unique. It'll never be the same again. For some reason, you were supposed to hear what's been said today. That his kingdom, that Joseph so believed because he was a just man. He had a belief system. It's not what he was thinking. It's what he knew in his heart by faith what was true and what was real. And he was rewarded greatly. This is you and I as we close today. Would you bow your heads with me? You know, would you take your situation right now and would you take all the things that you're thinking and know that you're a part of God's kingdom? The king and his kingdom that lasts forever, you are a part of. And you can see into that world because of the spirit Jesus has given you. And the word of God that pops off of that page when you know that you know that you know that that verse you read was just for you. Just for you. As a young person today, or middle-aged, or maybe you're older, we all go through something different. But the same Jesus... <laughs> who came to this world to save us from our sins, has given us his inheritance. And that is a life of peace and joy as we walk on this highway. I don't understand what you go through. I don't understand some of the things I've been through. I don't understand some of the things that I see people go through. And I walk away sometimes going, Lord, I don't, I don't understand it. It's not for me to understand. It's not for you to understand. It's for you to know that you are the child of the king. He doesn't tease you. He doesn't hurt you. He wraps his arms around you and says, I'm here. Know what you know. You know that I'm here. And what's happened in your life, it's not from heaven. It's from the pit of hell. And Jesus says, I have overcome everything that you're going to face in this life. So I ask today, right now, if you'll do me just one favor. Trust him. Trust him when you can't see. When you don't know what is going on. Trust him. And he will so direct your path. Jesus, we thank you. You were born into this world. Joseph, being a just man, believed. Upon any belief, he knew deep down by his faith, by the angel of the Lord speaking to him, that you had come through the power of the Holy Spirit through Mary to give us life and life more abundantly. So, Lord, we're here today. If there's someone who doesn't know you as their Savior, Lord, we just, we just ask in this time of year when there's so much emotion and so much people are sentimental and everything that's going on and we can't figure it out. We think about times past. Lord, let us know that you still have a plan. You still have a future. 
And Lord, we see the hope of our calling that is in you. And we're part of a kingdom that lasts forever and ever and ever and ever. Thank you, Jesus. If there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior that needs that hope, may they come forward as Ben leads us in this invitation song. In Jesus' name, amen.